Hello friends, and welcome to the Healing Ground Movement. Now for more content and bonus features, you can join us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, all of our content is delivered freely. So please consider supporting the show by donating via the link on our website at healinggroundmovement.com or liking and reviewing the podcast on your favorite platform. Enjoy today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by the incredible Rad Roller Mobility Tools, my absolute favorite tools for self-myofascial release for at-home treatment for all aches, pains, and mobility issues. Check out the link in our show notes below and use the special offer code HEALING20 to get a special 20% discount on your first order. Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Healing Ground Movement Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Carly Hudson, and today we have Hannah Jefferson joining us today. I am so excited uh, to share this conversation with Hannah. She and I have talked a few times um, before this recording, and just her perspective on healing and wellness and self-care, it is warm and nurturing and optimistic. Um, And Hannah is also an acupuncturist, which for all the years we have been doing this now, I've been trying to get an acupuncturist on the podcast so that we can learn more about this incredible modality that I have loved personally, my patients have loved in general, and we get to learn a bit more about that as well today. So time for an exciting conversation. Um, But to get started, let's get to know Hannah a little bit. Hannah is a healer who uses the modalities of acupuncture, coaching, and energy healing to help her clients connect their bodies and minds, heal from within, and create deep, sustainable shifts in their lives. She believes that when we take our health into our own hands and reconnect reconnect with our own innate wisdom, anything is possible. And I couldn't agree more. So Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Beautiful. Well... Let's get to know you a little bit more to start off. Uh, how did you start the journey in, into wellness for yourself? Yeah, so it's funny because I, I interviewed Carly on my podcast yesterday and my the, my kind of beginnings of my story are quite similar um, just in terms of my story started young. Um, mm-hmm. I did... Uh, I was sexually abused when I was six years old. Um, Mm -hmm. so very early trauma and, you know, there were a lot of things that happened in the years following, um, just in terms of my growth and development, um, mentally and spiritually, but I definitely tucked that experience away for a good portion of my young life. Um, and then as when I went to college, it, and things were starting to come up. I left home for the first time. Um, you know, as, as it will trauma, you know, is very much stored in the body and when it's ready to come out, it (laughs) does, (laughs) whether that's immediately or in pieces over time for me, it was kind of all at once. And, you know, so that started to bring up a lot of anxiety, depression, um, trouble sleeping. There were just a lot of different things going on. And I ended up transferring home. I was at a school in New York uh, because I originally wanted to be an actress. And for a variety of reasons, I decided that that wasn't really my calling. Um, And I was feeling like there was something else that I was supposed to be doing, but I didn't know quite what it was. Um, And at that point, you know, I hadn't tried out a lot of wellness modalities. You know, I'd gotten massages before, but it that, that was kind of it. Um, and so I transferred home and, you know, went to community college for a semester. It was trying to get my anxiety under control 
And my mom had recommended that I go see an acupuncturist um, because she had seen one a few times. She said, you know, it's super relaxing. You should give it a try. And, you know, at that point I was trying a lot of different things to help manage everything that was going on. So I said, all right, sure, let's do it. And I remember, you know, the, the whole experience was just not like nothing I had ever experienced before. You know, she placed these pins in various areas of my body. I had no idea why she was doing it. Um, I cried a lot, you know, the, during the acupuncture and beforehand. And I was like, is this normal? And she's like, oh yeah, just, just go with it. (laughs) And I remember when she left the room, I'm laying there just kind of looking around like, all right, here we are. And all of a sudden I felt this surge of energy through my body. And I was like, what is happening right now? Because I had never felt anything like that before. And, you know, this, this calm settled over me and I felt just all this movement in my body. I was seeing colors. It was just a very, very potent experience. And, you know, I left feeling better than I had felt in months. Hmm. And so long story short, transferred to Towson University, which is in Baltimore, uh, Maryland, and, you know, got my undergrad degree in psychology because I knew I wanted to do something in the helping profession, but again, wasn't sure what yet. Um, And acupuncture just kept popping up in my life in various ways. And I sought out treatment a few more times, again, had wonderful experiences And then when it came time to really decide what I wanted to do with my life um, and, you know, I started really working through processing my trauma as an adult, this just seemed like the perfect thing for me. And, you know, there was a school right near my house and I signed up and got in and it just, everything, the, the chief flowed uh, for the entire experience. And, I had no idea what I was getting myself into in terms of just what was going to be explored, what was going to open up within me, the coursework, just everything. And the rest is history. You know, it it was absolutely what I was put here to do along with other healing modalities, of course. And yeah, it's, it's been one of the greatest pleasures of my life to do this work. What what a wonderful kismet to keep seeing this um, acknowledgement show up in your life that acupuncture is is where you where you should go where you ought to go and then to arrive there and and find flow state within the education itself. Um, I think so often in life when we when we stumble onto the right path, it it just it does flow. The chi flows, and um, and we we will get into for those of our listeners who who aren't familiar with chi, we will get into what it is and why it matters that it flows, um, because that is central to acupuncture in itself. But I wanted to ask you uh, before we dive into acupuncture and what it is and how it helped. Um, you, you just so beautifully said that, you know, that, that trauma lives when in our body and it all comes out eventually and however it is expressed. And I wonder if we could touch on that a little bit more, um, because I know in my experience with acupuncture, what we're treating and what we're finding flow in and what we're finding balance in is sometimes, you know, to the outside eye feels a little tangential to the thing that is the problem. And yet, you know, you have something like early trauma coming out and expressing itself in a way 
Can you take us through that kind of understanding a little bit, either, you know, with your personal experience or what you've seen professionally now as an acupuncturist? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's interesting. I'll, I'll be able to dive into it a little more when we talk about what acupuncture is and how it works. Um, but, you know, the way I've experienced it is it, trauma is an, an energetic blueprint almost that leaves its mark on our bodies. And, you know, it doesn't really matter how big or small the trauma is. If it's something that is resonating with your body and that's causing you to feel triggered when certain things come up, then I would classify that as a trauma to the body. And so, you know, it, it can get stored in various areas. And when we are feeling triggered, we'll start feeling different sensations in different areas. And that can be very indicative of as to where maybe it's being stored or how we're processing what's happened. And so, you know, this is a really beautiful invitation when those things come up to tap into your body and say, okay, where am I feeling sensation right now? And how is there, how and where is there movement happening in my body? And from there, we can start to, you know, if you're working with an acupuncturist, you can say, tell them those things, give them that feedback. And then we can start to formulate a treatment plan as to where to go from there, or at least where to begin. Um, and it's interesting because there is a channel um, within acupuncture. You have kind of your primary channels that connect with various organ systems, but then there's also um, what we call eight extra the eight extraordinary vessels. And these are our deepest channels that are, you know, formulated starting from conception and they, you know, form throughout um, our formative years and into our adulthood. And these are like our deepest essence channels and oftentimes trauma is stored in here. And so luckily acupuncture can help clear out those channels and repair and, and really heal them. And one in particular, um, we call it the daimai. It's the girdle vessel that wraps around um, almost like a belt that wraps around your waist. And we almost call this the, the spiritual trash can because <laughs> what it does is it is where we kind of dump all of our baggage, our trauma, our, you know, grief, different things. And so that can actually a side effect when, when the daima is too full and there, you know, there needs to be emptying or clearing is excessive weight gain just around the abdomen, like right where that mm -hmm. channel is energetically. And, you know, it's, it's such a, a touchstone to how wise the body is because essentially, you know how we, we say like you feel grief, it comes in waves, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is, you know, the daimai will slowly allow things to seep out in pieces because when something traumatic happens, whether it's something physical or the loss of a loved one or, you know, something, some other sort of trauma, if our bodies felt the entire weight and shock of the experience, it would be too much. Mm -hmm. And so what our bodies do is they'll store, you know, we'll have the initial shock of whatever it is that's happened. Right. And, you know, we all have been through different experiences. We know what that feels like. And then, you know, there'll be a lull. And then when things start popping up again is 
when our bodies are ready to process the next piece of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it feels like grief or trauma triggering or things like that come in waves because our body innately knows, okay, like we had the first initial shock. Now we're kind of settling into that. We've processed that piece of it. Now we're ready to process the next part, whatever that is. And that's why it can feel sometimes like waves or like, you know, waves of triggers or waves of emotion. Mm -hmm. And, and really it is just such a beautiful example of our body knowing innately when we're ready for things to come up and come out and be released. Um, so that's kind of a long-winded answer, but that's kind of how I see it and, and how I work with clients um, around it. Well, and it certainly brings credence to, and, and, and I'd like to, you know, uh, have you tell us about sort of the framework of acupuncture and really give us some structure for this conversation, but it does, does, excuse me, does give credence to this idea of needing help, you know, that we can sort of get constipated by one of these waves. We can keep denying it or avoiding it or shutting it down. And in that way, we really arrest that cycle of healing because we're not going to get the next layer or the, the, the goal that we wish we could just arrive at. I wish I could forget this, forgive this, move past this, let go of this, whatever our language is without going through each wave. And when we get stuck and we need that coach, that practitioner, that helper, that healer to help guide us through in a way that is safe, in a way that is accessible, because again, our body is wise. It's Mm -hmm. not going to give you something you can't handle right now. Exactly. So as, as I see, this is where we, we want to dive into the conversation. Let's pause on that for a moment and come back. And could you give us a little structure about how, however you want to lead this part of the conversation for sure, but what is acupuncture? How does it work? Why the needles? Does it hurt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such a great question. And, you know, it's, it's one that I get asked all the time because, you know, while it is becoming more and more common and popular in the West, it's also, there's a lot of people that don't really know much about it or they mm-hmm. have seen it in a movie and they're like, what's going on here? In the movie, um, you, always, so, you always turn into a porcupine in the movie too. Like it's no, oh, absolutely. Always Thousands of needles all over your face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, my, the way I see and explain what acupuncture is, is it's an energetic medicine where you're working with various pathways or meridians on the body to elicit a healing response so that the body can heal itself naturally. Um, So we have, like I said in the beginning, we have these pathways all over our body um, and they all correlate with different organ systems. So you have a kidney channel, you have a small intestine channel, a heart channel, a lung channel, et cetera, et cetera. And along each of these channels, there are a variety of points and each point has a specific location and a specific function. And so based on, you know, feedback, you give your acupuncturist, you know, I'm constipated, I can't sleep, I'm, you know, have headaches, whatever it is that you're coming in for, we take all of that feedback and based on where you're having symptomatology, how it's showing up. Uh, what your pulses feel like. We do listen to 12 in one, in the acupuncture that I practice, we listen to 12 different pulses that all correspond with different organ systems as well. We look at the tongue, we do a variety of diagnostic tests to determine 
what's going on. So whether there's deficiency or excess or heat or damp or cold or, you know, there's or stagnation, um, there's, there's a lot of different things that all these symptoms and signs are pointing to in terms of a diagnosis. And so once we get all that information, we craft a series of points together into a treatment. And so I always say we're like an energetic bartender, like making a <laughs> cocktail, you know, okay, you want to have this result. So we're going to have this ingredient and this ingredient and that ingredient. And so we're working with your body to formulate the best combination of points that work together to elicit a certain result in the body, whether that's building your energy up if you're super depleted or, you know, for women who have a lot of period pain and cramps, you know, that's oftentimes a blood stagnation thing. So moving the blood. Um, So we're directing the body's chi and blood and organ systems to know what to do, how to function better as a unit. Um, And we're activating the body's own natural ability to heal that, you know, whether for one reason or another, it isn't working the way that it could be. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the, the long, the long and short of it, the reader's digest version. In a nutshell. Um, I love that analogy of um, the energetic bartender. I've never heard that one before, but it is so perfect. That's that's fantastic. I'm going to have to borrow that when my patients ask. Um, That's wonderful. Well, okay. So just a couple of clarifying questions because that was a a beautiful overview. Um, So one that I know that I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you do too, is what if an organ has been removed? What if I don't have a gallbladder? or I'm missing part of my liver or a kidney, because as all these organ systems, you know, there, there's a meridian line for kidney and liver and small intestine and colon, blah, 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 blah. What, if, what if I don't have it physically in my body? Yes. Um, so you still have the energetic pathway. Um, oftentimes I've seen that, that like, if you've had your gallbladder out, for example, that energetic pathway might tend to be a little bit deficient um, because the physical organ itself isn't there. Um, but you know, with acupuncture, we are treating that specific organ and and helping it to function better. Um, but there's also each organ has more of a spiritual component as well. So for example, the gallbladder for using that as, as a, an example here, you know, the gallbladder is the, um, the planner. So it's what helps you get your to-do list done. It's what helps you, you know, plan for the future and knowing what steps you have to take. You know, like I'm in the process, my boyfriend and I are closing on a house. And so I have 500 different steps to take between now and moving. Luckily I have a very strong gallbladder. So we're we're (laughs) on it. Um, So even if you don't have the organ, you still have the energetic pathway. You might need to treat it a little bit from a deficiency standpoint. Um, but you can also be treating the spirit of that organ and, and helping the body to, to work with what that organ has to offer spiritually, even if it's no longer there physically. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. It, it is still, you know, the lessons and the essence of it are still within you. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that did not get ripped out. 
um, thinking of something from the golden compass, something like that. But anyway, I digress. Um, so then you also talked a lot about deficiency or uh, stagnation or some of these balances of hot or cold, damp or dry, sluggish or fast. Um, why, why does that matter? And what is the goal? I mean, do we want to be all, all fast or is there dryness is the goal? What, what are we trying to do with those comparisons? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so ideally in balance, we want to be somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about deficiency, that means there's not enough chi. When we're talking about excess, that means there's too much stuck somewhere. And so it's kind of like a pendulum, you know, you're oftentimes for a variety of reasons, you know, in life, things come up, we, you know, sometimes we treat our bodies well, sometimes we don't as much. And and so oftentimes we're swinging kind of from one side of the pendulum to the other and using acupuncture to, you know, do whatever it is we're trying to facilitate in a treatment kind of helps us to swing back to the middle and stay more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, so like an example is working with body temperature regulation. You know, we, oftentimes people will come in and say like, I am burning up 24 hours a day. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Especially (laughs) all my women going through menopause. Um, or, you know, there's the other side, my hands and feet are freezing. I have a heater sitting next to my desk all day, even in the summer. And, you know, the goal is to bring you to the center where you might get chilly when it's cold out, but then you put on a jacket and you're fine. Or you might get warm when you're at the beach, you might sweat a little, but then you drink some water and you're fine. So we're, the goal is always to bring the body as close to homeostasis as we can, while also allowing it to have normal fluctuations that it should when it's in health. I like that. And a really valid, very important point is that we are meant to have fluctuation. Mm-hmm. It's not that pristine middle point, but how far do we swing into, yeah. into that fluctuation? Yeah. Uh, and, and what is this? We've used chi. Our listeners are familiar with this term um, in other conversations we've had um, in, in different episodes, but I don't know if we've ever stopped to really define it, particularly as it applies here to uh, things like acupuncture. Um, tell us what, what chi is. Yeah. So chi is your life force energy. So it's what's coursing through your body all the time. Um, and it's it's kind of a hard thing for people to wrap their mind around sometimes because it's not something that you can necessarily see. Um, but it is like a, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's almost like when you get a tingling sensation through your body, when something excites you, or you feel like lit up somewhere inside when something exciting or scary or, you know, invigorating happens. Um, those are that, that kind of surge that, you can't necessarily describe mm-hmm. is is a, a really great example of chi movement. And, you know, it's funny because whenever I start with new patients, you know, I, after I come back in and take out the needles, you know, remove the treatment, I always check in and see how they're feeling. And most of the time, unless they have a lot of chi self-cultivation practices outside of acupuncture, they'll say, you know, something was moving. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it, but like something happened mm-hmm. and I and my response always is that is a beautiful expression of chi movement in the body. And, you know, the more you engage in acupuncture and get to know how your own chi moves, 
the more you'll feel when and where and how this, this life force energy is moving and growing and changing throughout your days and weeks and months. It's true. And it's one of those things, you know, we focus so much on our external world, what we can feel with our hands, the touch of our clothes on our skin, how the weather feels, you know, the cold moving in. Um, and, and we are really taught to cultivate that as children. You know, I, I have a not quite five-year-old and the seasons are changing. And now we have the discussions of what does this cold feel like? How do we put a jacket on to feel warm in this cold? Or what does um, too hot on your feet feel like in the summer that we need to put on shoes? Like this is something we have to learn. And if you don't have a kiddo in your house, no, you have to teach them. It's terribly challenging. Um, but <laughs> it was a rough morning guys. Um, no, but we also have the opportunity or could have the opportunity to cultivate what that is internally as well. And there's the big fancy word for that, that is interoception. And that is as much learning the sensation in my stomach means hunger. The gurgling lower in my abdomen means when I was hungry, I ate the wrong thing and now it's mad at me or heartburn, but where is it located in my chest? And the more I spend time with that, the more I can center it to the place that it belongs inside. It's a learned skill, mm -hmm. just like learning and feeling your chi, feeling that energy and that life force. It's very subtle. But yes, anybody who has had some kind of energy practice, energy work, whether it's acupuncture or Reiki or Qigong or even a meditation practice, we can cultivate that within ourselves. It, it moves. It is palpable. It is so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. And to feel the change that comes after that, I just think it, it blows my mind every time. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I love that it's so different every time, mm -hmm. you know, based on, and, you know, for my more experienced patients, they'll, they'll start to identify, oh, I was feeling all this surge of energy from my head moving down to my feet, or I felt a swirling sensation in my abdomen. And then it started spreading out through my limbs, you know, their, their detail of what's happening in their body becomes more and more descriptive and more specific. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I feel like one of the, one of the many, I mean, there's so many benefits of acupuncture. And one of the things I'm always, always working on in the treatment room with clients is exactly what you said, learning to connect internally and know what is going on with your body, learning to pick up on those cues, because so often people will come in and they're, you know, they're curious about acupuncture. And I, so I say, all right, like, let's kind of dive in and start chatting about this. And, you know, they are totally disconnected from their bodies and what's happening, or they think things are fine, but then they tell me they poop once a week and they sleep three hours a night and they eat McDonald's for breakfast every morning, you know, like Wait, you're not supposed to do those things. It's, it's supposed to be different than that. Yeah. I mean, oh. To yeah. each his own. <laughs> I can tell you, that's how you get the crap out of you. So literally, oh, yeah, <laughs> you feel great. Yes. Oh, nothing. Be okay. We could, we could derail here, but yeah, oh, no yeah. pooping daily, multiple times a daily experience, not once a week, just to clarify that point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And we can dive into all of that as well in terms yeah. of what's, what's normal and, and such and in health. But, you know, we, I think we live in a society, so it's, it's changing a lot, which is wonderful, but I feel like there is 
not enough education out there about connecting with your body and really having an inner dialogue and relationship with what's going on in the interior. And so, you know, every, every session I ask my clients, you know, what's, what's going on with you and, you know, oh, I'm stressed. Okay. Well, where do you feel that in your body? Where, and how is that showing up? How is it manifesting? Where is it manifesting? Mm -hmm. Because when, when we start to connect with those things, we'll start to notice way before it becomes disease that something is going on and we can be more proactive about our health and preventative versus being always behind the eight ball trying to catch up because we missed all the signals. Yeah. And I have one more acupuncture 101 question to ask you, but I, I think yeah. this is a really important piece to, to dive into a little bit here. And, and that's talking about, you know, preventative medicine, the purpose of preventative medicine and, and self-care. Um, I, I like the delineation that you were setting up about being behind the eight ball or cultivating awareness. And uh, for me, it's kind of like looking for smaller and smaller um, flares going up. So you don't have to know the house is on fire when you know if you have a candle burning near a gauzy um, curtain, maybe we just keep an eye on that. And then mm -hmm. the house doesn't have to catch on fire. Tell us a little bit from your perspective, you know, what preventative care looks like and, and what's the goal here? Yeah, uh, that's such a great question. And it's something I'm such a huge proponent of. Um, Cause obviously, you know, in terms of like, when we think of Western medicine, most people don't go to the doctor except for like maybe an annual physical, unless there's something quote unquote wrong, mm -hmm. right? Like we're not going to go and just like hang out with our doctor and be like, yeah, things are great cool. You know, there's, there's not, that's not really the system that is in place. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, obviously come get acupuncture if there's something going on. And I am a huge proponent of preventative medicine and proactive healing, because like we were just saying with the kind of in front of behind of the eight ball analogy, when you're getting acupuncture, like I said, in the beginning, you're awakening and invigorating these energy pathways in your body so that they can flow with greater ease. So, you know, I, I like to use the analogy of all these pathways are almost like um, highways of traffic running through your body. And so when something goes wrong, when there's some sort of disease or, or trouble, it's almost like there's a traffic jam or a car crash somewhere. And so what acupuncture does is it either helps to remove the traffic jam or reroute the traffic so that the, the circuits, the, the highways, the pathways can be moving like reg, like normal again. So if you are consistently getting treatment, even when things are, you know, fine or, or doing well, you're building up this, this immunity and this inner energetic power so that, you know, when things do come up in life as they're one to do, it doesn't knock you flat on your face. You know, like I, I always say my clients who come to me consistently, they don't get sick in the fall. You know, if they injure themselves, like if they trip and fall, it's not going to like completely derail their lives. If something hard happens emotionally, they're not going to be laid up in bed, totally wiped out with emotion for weeks on end. They'll, they'll have the energetic tools and the tools that we work on just from a coaching standpoint to 
navigate whatever's happening with greater ease. So it's, it's almost like you're, you're building a, an energetic temple that you can reside in so that everything just works better. You know, like when Mm -hmm. people say, Oh, I'm fine. I'm things are good. Well, why not have them be great or be amazing? You know, why, why are we settling for fine and good? Like another example is sleep. Oh, I sleep fine. But what if you could sleep deeply and fall asleep like that and never wake up at night? You know, like why Mm -hmm. not go for great? So that's kind of my, my answer to that. I love it. I know. And it really is giving that permission to go for great because how often are we just not given permission Mm -hmm. to go for great? It's like, you're fine. I'm fine. Everybody has headaches. Everyone's tired. We, you know, what you think you you should have more like, yeah, but you don't have to live that way. No one does. I do too. So should you. Um, and to go to your analogy, which I thought was really great, the if you think about these energetic systems as a highway, as the cars driving past, um, you know, you think about any of us on our commutes, and you know, many of us have given up our commutes lately. But remember, way back when, when you did commute to work, and you would drive, and maybe there is a giant pothole, or there is a light, you know, a, a street lamp that's always flickering. Or there's a bridge that's just a little bit more rickety and you're uncertain about it every time you drive over it. They're fine. They're not going to keep you from getting to work. But if there is a huge influx of cars and everyone's trying to avoid that pothole, it makes things that much slower. Mm -hmm. Or if it's a particularly dark night and some headlights are out, that flickering light really matters. Or if that bridge caves in, now we've got a giant problem and you can't get to work. You know, there are all of these degrees to which we can adapt and to which we can put up with and then just be annoyed, just be aggravated, just spin a story about why doesn't somebody fix this and they're good enough, but it's fine. Or doing that preventative care, you know, taking the, the little potholes out of your energetic sluggishness and making sure everything is running smoothly. Uh, Hannah, just to your point, then when things do come along, like getting exposed to sickness in the fall, because we do know that being exposed to sickness does not equate to being sick, you have the resiliency to just be fine with it because you're not dealing with potholes and broken bridges and light bulbs that are burning out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love the the buildup of that analogy that that was perfect. I'm going to I'm going to start using that one too. Awesome. I like the trading. Got it. Um, so, so I love all of this preventative care and this ability to, to do more and be more with our lives. And I do want to circle back to then, you know, if you're coming into acupuncture with, with some baggage that you want to process through, as we started off the story, talking about trauma, um, you know, how, how it can also be this very proactive and purposeful healing to then let you be on that path to preventative care. But I do want to ask my last acupuncture 101 question, which is why the needles and do they hurt? Yes, you did ask that earlier and I didn't answer you. <laughs> um, so the needle, why the needles? I mean, the, the there's some sort of science between, behind like why it's steel needles. I mean, they started way back in the day they were these large like stone things. Like we, you know, we read in old textbooks, they were almost like as big as a cigar, like, but they have been obviously fine-tuned now to be 
the width of a few hairs put together. So they're very, very fine. Um, and that does allow for precision in terms of really getting to that, getting to the point. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. How many nerdy acupuncture jokes out there? Oh my God. Um, we chiropractors so crack no, each other up. So you know, know. <laughs> we're up here for the jokes. <laughs> Even if no one else is laughing, we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, the reason for the needle is the pathway, the energetic pathways we're working with, they're actually very shallow, like right under the skin. Um, so when we are using the the needles or I call them pins, cause they really are more like pins than, than needle needles, you're piercing through the skin and then really touching and activating that point along that channel in a very specific, delicate way. Um, you know, and that being said, acupressure, where you're pressing on wherever that point is, is a really great way to stimulate the points at home by yourself, if that's something that you choose to do. Um, but that, you know, is kind of the reasoning behind that, um, that tool itself and, and the direction that we're going with it. Um, in terms of, does it hurt? Sometimes. Um, is, is the answer. Um, oftentimes, I mean, people are always so surprised how many needles I'll put in and they'll say, oh, I didn't even feel that. <laughs> or they're expecting it to be like an IV or a vaccine or a shot or something like that. Cause that's, that's what we think of when we think mm-hmm. of needles in our society. Um, but they're, like I said, they're incredibly thin, delicate, very bendy and flexible even, Um, and so, you know, in terms of times when it does hurt a little bit, it's never more than a little pinch. Sometimes it can feel a little intense, um, but it goes away within a few seconds. And, you know, I always tell my clients when things do pinch, usually it's because it's one of two or three reasons, you know, it's either it's on your foot or like the side of your foot or a place that's going to be sensitive no matter what. And it's just a sensitive area. Um, or it's usually because there is some sort of deficiency or stagnation or something going on with that channel where something really needs to move, mm-hmm. you know? And so that is oftentimes a really good sign that there's going to be some intense chi flow and there almost always is, is what they report at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But- I think it, you could, um, because I think it's it's a more common thing for people to experience, but you could think in the realm of massage. You know, people ask, does massage hurt? And it's that same kind of sometimes that when we hit those tender spots that hurt so good, kind of mm-hmm. like that's the place that I came in for you to work on. It's not painful necessarily, but it is uncomfortable in a way that draws your attention. And that's been my experience with acupuncture needles is that, and I've got a couple um, channels in my body that I know I always need a little love. And so I know when, when my acupuncture starts poking around in that area, I'm like, oh crud, here it comes. <laughs> and and yeah. that needle is tender. It draws attention to that area in the something's going to happen, hurts so good sort of way. Mm-hmm. But then that also draws to the conversation the difference between pain and discomfort. And, you know, so, so they're not painful per se, um, but there's discomfort in change. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get some variation going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think you spoke very beautifully to how preventative care is really 
you know, the goal in a lot in a lot of healing modalities, but certainly in acupuncture, that we want to help the body be strong and resilient. You know, our our goal in in healthcare versus you know disease management is to keep someone healthy, to keep them from succumbing to disease. But so many of us have got a lot on our plate and things have piled up and we have dis-ease in our life. Um, how does acupuncture help with unpacking that? With unpacking various unpacking disease, disease in the body? Trauma, illness, you know, what, what can we come in for? And Yeah, and yeah. Um, I mean, there's just such a wide variety of things you can come to acupuncture for. Um, there are certain things that can be quote unquote blocks to treatment. Um, like, you know, if there's something structurally that you need to see a chiropractor for, mm-hmm. see a chiropractor first, get things adjusted and moved around and then go see your acupuncturist. So there's, you know, certain things like that where some sort of manual manipulation needs to happen first or in tandem with. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, but, you're not going to acupuncture a dislocated shoulder back in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. But we can help with pain relief after the fact. There we go. Whatever else you're doing for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it it can, because it's working with your entire energy system, you can work on kind of multiple things at once, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like we said in the beginning, trauma and, and other dis-ease can manifest in so many different ways. It could be physical pain. It could be, um, issues with your digestion. It could be sleep issues. Um, it could be emotional things like getting stuck in one emotion chronically over and over again, whether you're prone to being really angry or worried or fearful or sad, or even excessively joyful because maybe you're trying to get away from some sort of other more uncomfortable emotion. Um, you know, there's, there's such a wide variety of ways that things like this disease in the body can manifest as, Mm -hmm. as symptoms. Um, but you know, from head to toe, you know, that's why working with an acupuncturist is so valuable because we are trained to know what questions to ask. So, you know, in an intake with a client, I, I must ask, you know, at least 50 different questions about all kinds of things that's going on in their body, how they're experiencing things. Um, and so based on that, we can really work together to see, okay, where is this issue stemming from and and how is it presenting? And so then how can we work to heal it? Um, and, you know, a really great example, um, it was way back when I was in the student clinic, I was working with a client who had colon cancer and I wasn't obviously treating her cancer. I was helping with her symptomatology around her chemo, you know, the nausea, the fatigue, all of that. And, you know, she was very confused as to why she had colon cancer because there was no family history there. You know, she was incredibly healthy. Like it was one of those fluke things. And through our work together and really unpacking her emotional history came to find that, you know, she had been through several traumatic experiences and had never processed her grief Mm. about any of it. You know, she was, she was a mother of, she had like four kids. She was, you know, had a horrible divorce. All this stuff was happening in her life. So she felt like she had to be strong and stoic and she just shoved it all down. And, you know, we, 
how each of our organ systems is associated with a certain emotion. So when there's stagnant emotion, it usually shows up in one of those organ systems Mm -hmm. and the large intestine is associated with grief. So once she, you know, she had been stuffing this grief down for decades and then she mysteriously got colon cancer and, you know, could be a variety of things. It might not have been the direct correlation. Mm -hmm. And isn't it interesting that that constant stagnation for years and years and years led to this mysterious diagnosis out of nowhere that of an organ system that directly correlates with the emotion she had been stuffing down. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I love when we can start to look at the body like that because it provides answers or at least curiosities where before there was nothing but um, powerlessness um, and mystery. And, Mm -hmm. And when you talk about preventative care, it's things like that where, you know, when we go to our MDs, I mean, and these are incredibly well-trained physicians to help in those emergency situations, mm-hmm. you know, kind of as I was quipping about a dislocated shoulder and um, you're not going to go see an acupuncturist in the middle of a heart attack or a chiropractor in the middle of a stroke. Like, please yep. don't. I, these are the emergency places and, and where cancer needs to be treated. And, and we need that well-trained intervention and life-saving care. Mm-hmm. But up until your blood work shows immense dysfunction, up until you are diabetic or have high cholesterol or your blood pressure is off the charts or things like this, there really isn't a whole lot to be done in the traditional medical world. You know, that's not about what can we do to lower the threshold? What can we do to process and move through to not end up in these end-stage diseases? Mm-hmm. That's where preventative care exists. And, and it's a very difficult thing to prove because you're not going to sit with someone who is in perfect health and then be able to prove that they didn't get cancer for a reason. Mm-hmm. But we do start to see these correlations and these incidents and these curiosities that start to make those of us in the alternative healthcare field um, want to process everything, want, want to help along the way. Um, because when you, when you see enough to know, you, you, you kind of know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that. And I, it's interesting too, because my, I feel like the more you do that self-cultivation and are in touch with your body, not only the more do you realize when things are out of alignment, but the more you realize when things are in alignment. And, and I'll explain what I mean by that. You know, I have a client who comes to see me weekly. He's been coming to see me weekly for a few years now. Uh, when he first started coming to see me, there were a bunch of things he wanted to work on specifically. And now he really comes for preventative care and for mm-hmm. keeping things healthy and great. And, you know, he, he always says, he's like, every session, he's like, I feel great. You know, I've been sleeping really, really well. I'm crushing it at work. You know, mm-hmm. I have so much energy, you know, I'm, I'm a little anxious about this, this, or this. So like, I would like to work on calming my mind today, you know, whatever, yeah. but there's this vitality and, and this noticing of how well things are going, which, you know, it's like such a great motivation to keep things going that well. So I, I think that that's, you know, another, another key point of it is noticing 
and being so in tune with how well things are going in addition to when things might need more tweaking. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, just to kind of talk about at the beginning, what we have been taught to notice, I think in general, we're taught to notice when things are bad, when things are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a little bit of, of humanity too. I mean, it's part of our negative bias. That's what keeps us alive. Mm-hmm. I am definitely going to remember the thing that almost killed me so that I don't make that mistake again versus mm-hmm. the lovely walk in the woods that was, you know, fine, whatever. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, those things that are full of vitality and health are just as important to notice so that we can keep doing them. Mm-hmm. And we can train that bias to, I like how things are going and I see the positive correlation in my life and my lack of headaches and my lack of, of poor sleep and, and, and so that I'll keep doing it and I'll keep expecting more and raising that bar for myself rather than settling for everybody gets a headache every day. Nobody's getting a good night of sleep. Everyone's stressed. Have you seen the state of the world? Yeah. Not everyone is strangely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I think a good hat tip to, you can create any kind of life you want for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And it, what if, what if it, like when, when people have challenge around certain physical, mental, spiritual things, I always say, well, what if the opposite were true? Mm-hmm. Like, what if you got a great night's sleep every night and you had no period cramps and you woke up every morning feeling grateful to be alive. Like what if that was your reality? Mm -hmm. And, and I think people think that they can't get there somehow. And, and honestly, from an acupuncture spiritual perspective, when you're in that mindset, it's usually because there's some stagnation in your body, (laughs) you know, it needs to move. And when that opens up, your, your mind opens up as well. And you're able to think, oh, wait, maybe, maybe I should take the leap for this thing at my, in my job, or maybe I should take a chance and, and, you know, start dating again or put myself out there and and take a chance on love. You know, like it sounds (laughs) cheesy, but when we are in flow, when our, she is circulating in health, we make different kinds of choices and we think differently about ourselves and, we just, we live awesomely. (laughs) I love that. And I thank you for making that leap from, you know, it's not just about our physical being. And if that wasn't already implied, because we've been talking about energetic spheres this whole time, but it's not just about how we're doing in our physical world, but it does give us that capacity to think about things differently, to think that I have the energy to, you know, take on the new job. Because if you are depleted and have headaches and are anxious about everything and there's not enough time in the day and I'm not getting a good enough sleep, you know, no way on earth you want to put yourself out there for more responsibility. Why would you? And that is a ceiling that is created based on imbalances within ourselves. And being in flow, the the sky is open to see what you can, what you can take on. Yeah. And it goes back to what you're talking about at the beginning, um, not just in how we process grief and trauma that our body is only going to let us do as much as we can at that moment, but also we can think about that and taking on challenges or novel experiences in life. We can only do so much 
And we have to clear the gunk and clear the stagnation to be open to the next level. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. So when it comes to acupuncture and preventative health and and self-care, what's the big takeaway that you, you want to leave your clients with your patients with after every session? Um, oh, there's so many things. (laughs) I always want them to know that they are more than enough. They're whole and complete. Nothing needs to be fixed. There's nothing broken here. Um, they, they're an energetic being of light and we're simply by showing up in this space in this way, you're you're showing yourself one of the greatest acts of self-love and self-care and you're having a desire to have and be and do even more in this existence. And so that should be something that they can be proud of and, and knowing that there are going to be peaks and valleys, you know, throughout every experience and that there's, like I said, there's nothing that is broken, nothing that needs to be fixed. And the more they cultivate this relationship with themselves, the more health they can have. I love that. And what a beautiful takeaway. And if we could see ourselves as um, something whole and worthy just from the Mm get-go, I mean, what a healing power that awareness is. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for all of your explanation and understanding of acupuncture. Just so, to me, um, made so beautifully clear with with great analogies. And then kind of also really, I think the bigger and more poignant takeaway um, is what preventative medicine and self-care can really do. What opportunities um, await us if we go pat, go beyond the, well, I'm not in pain anymore. See you later kind mm-hmm. of attitude yep. around, around health. So, so thank you so much for both of those. And, and where can our listeners find you and learn more from you? I know you have a podcast as well and, and your Instagram accounts and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yes, I do have a podcast. It's called practically well. Um, and you can find that on you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, you know, kind of all the major platforms. Um, and then my business is called Soul and Loon Wellness. So it's S-O-U-L and L-U-N-E. Um, kind of a little spin-off of a, an acupuncture point called Sun and Moon. <laughs> um, so that, you know, on Instagram, I'm at Soul and Loon Wellness. Uh, website is soulandloonwellness.com. Um, those are kind of Instagram is kind of the main place that I hang out Instagram and the podcast. So would love to connect with you guys there. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, check her out. We'll put all of those links in the show notes below. Thank you so much again for joining us and to all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you learned uh, something inspiring, something to change your perspective on health. And those of you who have been a little, uh, teasing on the side of trepidatious to try acupuncture. Maybe, maybe this was the conversation to get you to dive on in. I highly recommend it. And as a needle phobe and someone who put it off for years and years, I can tell you it's, it's well, well worth, worth the perceived risk. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Hannah, thank you again. And to all of our listeners, we'll see you next week for another new episode of the Healing Ground Movement podcast. In the meantime, be well. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and got a little something out of it. 
Now remember, the information expressed in these interviews is for informational and not diagnostic or treatment purposes. However, I hope you find that having the right information and resources can go a long way to helping you on your healthcare journey. Ask the right questions and seek out professional help.